There's one Korean musical actor stealing the limelight on Broadway and enthralling fans in the U.S. and let's be honest, the rest of the world. This is none other than actor Hwang Joo-min who became the first native Korean to play a non-Asian specific principal role on Broadway and also the first native Korean in history to perform at the Tony Awards since 1947. We say quite frequently on the program, times are changing, inclusivity and representation is important, but the road to it has been well mired with challenges. Without further ado, let's bring in actor Hwang Jimin to find out more about his unprecedented and impressive musical journey. Good morning, Jimin. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just great. Uh, your voice is excellent to be expected of a musical actor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> your in- aesthetic, I guess. <laughs> your interview is everywhere, and it is a joy to stumble across it for a number of different reasons. But just in case our listeners are not all caught up, I want to introduce you by talking about a musical that, of course, you've been a part of. Uh, let's start off with and Juliet, that's touted as one of the hottest shows on Broadway as we speak. It has been nominated for nine Tony Awards, including Best Musical, and you joined the show, becoming the first Native Korean to play a non-Asian-specific principal role on Broadway. Can you tell us a little bit more about the musical and Juliet and the role that you played? Yeah, uh, so and Juliet is a jukebox musical written by Emmy-winning writer, David West Reed and the re- legend pop song hitmaker Max Martin. If you Google Max Martin and how many hit songs he made that we know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, this show starts with William Shakespeare writing the ending of Romeo and Juliet as a tragedy that we all know. But his wife Anne Hathaway suggests, "What if Juliet didn't die and finds her voice after?" And story goes on from there. Uh, we're very, very excited and thankful to be nominated for nine different categories on the Tony Awards this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be performing on June 11th with other musicals that are nominated for the best musicals in this season. It's mm-hmm. it's really exciting. Um, and yes, I made my probably principal debut on April 23rd last month. Uh, I became the first Native Korean to play a non-Asian specific principal role on Broadway. My dream came true with this show. I, it's It's I'm still processing. Um, <laughs> uh, I had been waiting for this moment so long. Uh, I was extremely thankful. I did console to audience that night on the stage to Broadway and Korea. Mm. Um, uh, the role I played is uh, called Francois. Mm. Um, he's, um, he's, he's like a, a very, he's like a, nice, uh, pure heart wants to find himself, find his voice under his um, general father. Um, and mm-hmm. he's struggling to find his own voice. Mm-hmm. But he meets Juliet, and who is very free and eager to find her own voice. And that will change his um, view and perspective in his life. Mm. Um, it's it's a big role. He has six, seven songs in the show. Oh. Um, it's 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 amazing that um, 
it, it's almost still feel like it's a it's a dream that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it's only been about a month, so I think I think that's that's pretty natural. You might need a little bit more time to process. Uh, without giving away too much about the musical's entire plot, because I love musicals, I'm only just learning about Anne Juliet. Am I presuming mm-hmm. that Romeo is dead in this case? Um, I don't wanna spoil much, <laughs> but there are multiple surprises. Ah, so. okay. <laughs> and we must check it out for ourselves to discover the further story of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. <laughs> and yes. more importantly, yes. Francois, it turns out. <laughs> it's actually a really extremely rare case for an Asian musical actor to have landed the role that you depict, Francois. What do you think made this possible? I mean, of course, your immense hard work and talent, but there was always hard work and talent on Broadway. So what changed? Yes, um, it is for sure rare, even for Asian Americans mm. to play those kind of roles that are Asian, non-Asian specific roles. But foreign actors like me, it's 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 really really hard. Honestly, I think what made it possible is because many Asian Americans before me and with me right now in the U.S. have been fighting for fair exposure and opportunities on Broadway for us Asians. Mm-hmm. And this door has been slowly opened up to us. And I'm riding this amazing wave that our fellow Asian actors created together. Um, so I'm extremely thankful. Uh, and I also I'm that I can be an example for aspiring artists in the U.S. and worldwide. Um, mm. I'm I'm so thankful. Mm. I've watched a different musical, Hamilton, several times on Broadway, and I think I was blown away by its diversity. And it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just singling out, I suppose, Asian American or Asian actors, but any actors of minority. And there seems to be more Mm -hmm. demand for that from the audience, too. Uh, But I don't want to understell your story here, Jumin. Of course, there were actors that came before you that paved the road, but I can't imagine your journey to Broadway being easy or rosy. What were some some of your biggest maybe personal struggles and hardships as a foreign musical actor? Um, um, thank you for asking that question. It <laughs> probably is hard for even Americans, mm. but you know, for us foreigners, the first one is visa. And um, after I graduated college from college, I received OPT visa, which is one year temporary working visa in the U.S. Um, in this year, I had to get as many credits as possible to just stay in the U.S. so I could keep pursuing my dream. And I auditioned over like 300 in first six months, and I stopped counting because it's too much. <laughs> um, people of this language, you know, I started learning how to speak English age of 29. Learning English has been the hardest thing I, I have ever done. Learning a new language late in your age close to the native level is it's just tremendous amount of work uh you have to learn not only the language but also everything around it like history culture etc to understand the society and the people in the right way hmm. so there was i don't know i can just keep going for two days but <laughs> i, I can stop here <laughs> You you gave her the Reader's Digest version, but I can't imagine what that's like. I mean, just the fact that you had to face 300 plus interviews in such a short span of time, but also, 
acquire an entirely different language in your late 20s and learn an entirely different culture from scratch. I, I've been moving back and forth between the United States and Korea my entire life, and I still don't understand both of the cultures. <laughs> it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> it's difficult. And so I've got to ask you, Jimin, why did you have to choose Broadway? You must have known that the odds would be stacked up against you, that it would be difficult. Why not seek a career in Korea? What motivates you to go all the way to Broadway to pursue your dreams? Um, honestly, back then, I, I grew up as a dancer first. Mm. And back then I was in Korea. I was a bad singer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a dancer ensemble, I was working in uh, musical theater in Korea for eight, like eight years before I came to the U.S. Um, but as a dancer ensemble who is in his late 20s, be- right before I came to the U.S., it was like little... It was a tough environment to pursue a dream because there weren't enough shows for the theater dreamers who wanted to be on the stage like me. Mm. Uh, and I could never imagine myself giving up on my dream. So I, I was seeking on an option. Like, I want to uh, keep my dream, but how? Mm. And studying abroad came as an option. And I took it. And, and I didn't think probably would be possible but here we are. We, we we never know where our hard work could bring us to. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how about now? Now that you're a musical actor, you said half jokingly that, you know, your singing wasn't on point. You started out as a dancer, <laughs> as you've said. So how did you fill that void? Was it just hours and hours of practice as you faced off, well, hundreds of auditions? Yes, um, I... <laughs> So I went to music school in Korea. Mm. Uh, I majored in uh, vocal, mm. classical vocal. Uh, I got into school when I was 27. So it's like a pretty late. And then I transferred mm. to University of Wisconsin as a vocal performance major. And I practiced to 1 a.m., 2 a.m. every night, mm. like every day for two years. Mm. And it's, I don't know. I, I... I had no other options but to pers- like to be successful enough to pursue my dream. Mm. I guess I did everything I could mm. to make that happen, I guess. Mm. So I now I I would say I'm a singer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you have to <laughs> vouch for yourself. I think Broadway can vouch for you. I think it's you. You're good. You're safe. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other productions that was probably game changer for your career. You played a principal role in the off-Broadway show K-pop, which won the best musical at the Lucier Lortel Awards. And also you played a role in the musical The Prom. Is that the one with the uh, TV adaptation? And uh, which role was most challenging and then most rewarding for you? Um, yes, the prom was the TV adaptation. Okay. We know uh, at Netflix movie, um, and I I would say K-pop because I originated a role called Timmy X in K-pop off Broadway, and that was really cool. And and I was able to utilize Korean as well, and that was kind of like sensational for me. I, I never thought in my life I would originate a role that speaks Korean and mm-hmm. English simultaneously in the New York City theater scene. <laughs> and it's um, still, I, I don't know, it, it feels like I'm really, really thankful 
that the opportunity came to me. And not being able to speak English without accent was always a flaw for me. Mm. But K-pop gave me so much confidence that it is it's a, such a strength that you speak both languages, Korean and English. Mm. And uh, I, I think after that, I found so much uh, confidence in me. Mm. Um, so it's, I'm, it's like... It's really thankful show, and it helped me grow so much as an artist. Mm. Um, so I, K-pop was very, very rewarding mm. uh, experience for me. Jimin, I'm having a hard time processing that you only learned to master the English language in your late twenties. You're you're fluent by a long shot. I mean, <laughs> Thank I, I I tried really hard. <laughs> Also, um, we as an actor, mm-hmm. um, a lot of casting wants us to speak English without accent. Mm-hmm. And that's all, every time I go to auditions, that's what I'm hearing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to work really hard mm-hmm. to, to become oh, close to the uh, native English speaker. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning, but... <laughs> 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 I told you for me it's been a lifetime of a learning process I've mastered neither it it takes work and I don't think most people recognize it but I've got to ask you and you don't have to share if it's like your your secret to success but because we have a lot of listeners who tune in to better their mm-hmm. English skills or enhance it or hold on to it if they've moved away from countries that you know that required English speaking what were some of your mm-hmm. tricks because accents are difficult to conquer yes um i was so an actor acting program mm. uh there's a a thing called ipa international mm. phonetic alphabet mm. I, I i don't know if i think people might know it, in the dictionary there's a like parentheses and you see like weird alphabet right next to the <laughs> the pronunciation word. code <laughs> <How to> pronounce. <laughs> yes it's like pronouncing code um and I, I was familiar with it because I studied classical vocal in college. Mm. And we, we learned that as we learned like Italian, French, German, that how we like basically training uh, to speak different, being able to sing in different languages. Mm. So um, that IPA was tremendously helpful for me to, uh, I guess, pronounce the words close to the native. Mm. And I also, I went to school in Wisconsin, which uh, when I was there, we had only four Korean students. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was thrown into this big English environment mm. and I had to survive. So <laughs> that also helped me uh, to learn the language quickly, like a survival language. <laughs> That's I think that says a mouthful survival English and uh, taking yeah. uh, making usage of the IPA. Thanks for sharing your secrets, Jimin. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. Uh, you've recently also joined a large uh, U.S. agency, the United Talent, uh, working shoulder to shoulder with some of the biggest names in Hollywood. This includes, but not limited to, Will Ferrell, Timothy Chalamet, Chris Pratt. What are your future goals? I mean, the fact that you signed with United Talent means the world, it seems. Yes. Um, still, when I, when I hear those big names, they're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening with my life? Um, it's definitely surreal. I haven't met any of these big name actors yet. <laughs> um, so um, still feels dreamy. 
Um, but I'm very, very excited. I, I worked really hard to uh, try to merge into TV film industry more. Mm-hmm. So this is it's going to be very, very helpful for me to do that my next step. Mm-hmm. Um, my future goal is after Broadway, it's, of course, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> it's, it's big, but we all dream big. And then mm-hmm. we'll see what, you know, what's going to happen. So <laughs> we'll see. I, you might see me in Hollywood in 10 years. I, I I am looking forward to that day and that interview, Jimin. And this interview today might be a reference point even. You saying you're going to dream big or go home. And we really appreciate the candor and your insights. Jimin, uh, looking forward to your future endeavors. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is a, such a pleasure to mm. share my story with Korean audience. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.